It is Friday morning. We tried to do this last night. Apparently, it didn't work the way I wanted it to because your boy kept opening up his AirPods and disconnecting the signal. Hopefully, that's not the case this time because I don't have AirPods around me. So that's not going to be a factor. But welcome to your Friday episode of Master and Apprentice. Actually, our first one um, where I... The quote-unquote master teaches, quote-unquote, the apprentice, Rusty, more about Star Wars every episode we do. This is going to be a weekly podcast, really about everything and all things when it comes down to Star Wars. And I'm, I'm super excited about doing this podcast. I've always really have been excited, really, just about any Star Wars content. Providing Star Wars content to other people is even better. Now... I know Rusty isn't the biggest Star Wars fan. He's probably, I want to say, like a, what, a a 6 out of 10 when it comes down to Star Wars. Yeah, Yeah, so 6 out of 10 when it comes down to Star Wars. um, For me, it's, it's of course, like a 9 or 10 out of 10 or sometimes more, depending on the content. Um, So we're going to talk about all that today. Today is just really going to be a generalized conversation about Star Wars, like how we feel, where we see things going, etc., etc., um and we're gonna have different topics every week about star wars but for like i said man since this is the first one this is really going to be all about generalizing our conversation about the galaxy far far away um for me to kind of give you a very quick backstory i've really been into star wars pretty much ever since my dad took me to the original releases of the original trilogy back when they first came out so i was super hyped about that got to see the film's a little bit better than they were intended to be because I know with the re-releases in theaters had like a whole bunch of special effects upgrades, et cetera, et cetera, which definitely helped, I guess you could say my perspective on Star Wars. But um, after that, man, I really got really into it. I had the toys, I had the books, the comics, the movies, you name it, I had it. Um, and to be honest, to this day, still do and still buy them. Um, but as as a Star Wars fan, I want to say my my love for Star Wars have just continued ever since. Uh, I want to say five five years ago is when I started to really 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 get into it. Like I've always been into it. I've I've been into it to the point where I would like I would watch a movie. I'd be like, oh, that's a cool movie, and then I would watch a Clone Wars. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They added a couple things to it. Um, and then I would watch maybe some like online things. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I never really like engaged in the content, if that makes sense. Like to this day, I am watching, listening, looking at something Star Wars on a daily basis. Um, and I'm really getting into the characters, really getting to the lore, really getting into everything. Like, for example, if I watch something in Clone Wars, um, I'll be, I'll be freaking out. Like, yo, that's crazy because, you know, th- because of this character, this happened in episode three. I'm freaking out. Um, I know that might be a little bit different than Rusty. So I, I would love to hear your opinion about pretty much just what I talked about and your experience with that whole universe. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, uh, I know we, we went over a lot of it yesterday, too. It's kind of, for me, like, it's it's interesting to see it. But kind of like I said yesterday, I don't go actively seeking it out and I don't really make a lot of the connections. I'll just go, oh, cool, they brought in a new character or... You know, that's interesting that they're talking about, you know, Yoda's past or talking about Anakin's like 
um, some of his students or, you know, Anakin's a master now, like things like that, I think are really interesting, but um, I don't really connect the dots the way you do. Yeah. And hopefully this podcast um, from Rusty's point of view can not necessarily educate him more about Star Wars, but hopefully that could also be a a tangible goal that we can achieve Um, to see maybe if Star Wars is something Rusty might want to also dive a little bit deeper on Um, because when it comes down to Star Wars, there's so much lore. There's a lot of knowledge to be held. Um, You could say the same thing about other franchises like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, um, Marvel, probably the biggest one. But here's the thing about Marvel compared to Star Wars, even Lord of the Rings and, um, Harry Potter, I know I'm probably going to be stepping on a little bit of toes, and that's really not my intention. So please correct me if I'm wrong if I say anything that isn't isn't true, which I know people are going to do. But um, for me, man, the Harry Potter books, that was it. We really don't know what happened before. We really don't know what happened after um, the last book. I know they made a play about it. Um, I know they're doing the spinoffs, um, which are the Fantastic Beast series. But other than that, we really don't have a good grasp of what else is going on in the Harry Potter universe. I mean, I don't know how much you are into Harry Potter. I mean, I'm really not rusty, but as from what I could tell, that's that's it. I, I just could also be uneducated about Harry Potter. There could be a massive lore behind everything. But from what I could see, that's it. Because when I say Star Wars or Clone Wars, right? I'm pretty sure non-Star Wars fans know what that is at this point due to the fact that the media has hyped it up. Twitter blew up about it. It's become one of the highest rating television shows, at least for season seven, we've had in uh, just in general. Um, Lord of the Rings, same thing, man. I mean, I know there's there's a lot of lore and history, but from what I understand, the main ones are just the books, a.k.a. the movies, which are just an adaptation of the book. Um, and you don't you don't really hear too much about the lore and backstory and not to mention man when it comes down to the fandom what what someone told me is the fandom depicts the longevity of the franchise which makes sense um harry potter has a decent fan base but it never really had the fan base to say hey we want more we need more right i mean i know jk rowling said hey i'm done after this book I mean, theoretically, same thing. George Lucas pretty much said, hey, man, after this, I'm done. But then Disney was like, yo, uh, who's going to take over Star Wars Like when you die? Like, who's, who's going to do it? And then, of course, he did Clone Wars and a couple of other things prior. But getting the ability to expand the universe in the way it did in terms of comics, books, etc. is such a monumental thing to a franchise um because i don't think any other franchise right now has been doing what star wars has done because i can't i can't see um any additional books to harry potter like i don't see it i don't see any additional shows or movies or comics or anything to harry potter i don't see that for lord of the rings i well of course we see it with marvel but marvel is a little bit different because they have their little one-off shoots that are not really connected they have their what if storylines and they do reset the universe. Like it feels like almost every couple years. So 
you really don't know what is canon, what isn't canon. I know the MCU is totally different. I know we talked about this too, Rusty, yesterday. I don't really feel that connection the way that I, I do with Star Wars in the terms of when you look at one movie, when you look at another movie, I don't feel like those movies connect in the way that Star Wars do. Like we talked about, you could watch Iron Man 1 and Thor. Yes, they're in that same universe, but you don't really feel like there's that connection. Whereas if you watch, let's just say, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, right? Um, but then you also watch Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes, two totally different movies, two totally different characters. You have Jenna Erso. You also have um, Han Solo. But you know they're in that same universe and you feel it connected because the ramifications of episode three are in both. And you really feel the galaxy has been such a widespread thing because of this lore and backstory that I don't think uh, another franchise can replicate it, man. Even even the Avengers movies. Yeah, we get to see them all together, but it never truly felt like everything that happened in Iron Man 1 led up to the Avengers. It never really felt like everything that happened to Captain America led up to the Avengers. Because at the end of the day, that end credit scene where um, Tony pretty much gets the uh, conversation from Nick Fury to say, I'm putting together a team. That's really the only, in my personal opinion, confirmation that we have something connected. And yes, there's a lot of small nuances that make tiny appearances here and there, but as a general consensus, like I don't feel like they're that all connected. I know for people who are not huge fans of Star Wars, they might say the same thing about Star Wars, but I feel like every little detail on Star Wars leads up to something different and everything is connected in a way where you might look at something in one movie and you're like, oh, well, that's because of this in this movie or that's because of this in this book or that's because of this in this comic. Um, where I don't, I don't feel that in any other franchise. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's just the way I feel. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and when I've had a, a little bit of a chance to think about it, I mean, what I was saying, I think, wasn't a hundred percent accurate. But I mean, the, the one I was talking about that I thought was, um, I guess it's just because it's become really popular, it's kind of died off a little bit. Was the Fast and the Furious? Um, franchise and all i was getting at with them is just that you know they they have they seem to have a lot of the same kind of characters they don't do really any character development but it's the same group and then you hear a little bit more about just how they interconnect with each other and you and i were talking about like you were saying you didn't know of any other massive franchise that kind of kept the same connection of characters and or um talked a little bit about the backstory like you said like you know i grew up liking harry potter myself um i i still think it's the wizard world is a cool idea um but i'm i'm like you as far as uneducated i've read the books i've seen a couple of the movies and that was kind of it i don't know if they ever do a backstory about you know what makes harry's mother a wizard and was the potter family a big deal like they don't at least not in the spotlight they don't talk about that that could be something that's all fan fiction and it's not been you know written up and put into movies or comics and i mean i'm all for fan fiction if that's your kind of thing but i feel like a lot of that is kind of you know where people think and or theorize where they think it came from versus 
having almost like a little bit of an origin story of this is actually what's happened. And then you can kind of interpret it your own way. Yeah. I mean, you made a, you made a great point there too. Um, And that's, I, that's another thing that I really like about Star Wars too. I feel like they try to explain as much as they can with the expanded universe stuff or the, the legend stuff or the current Canon stuff. Um, like, for example, right, um, in the Clone Wars, they had, and this is all marketing, too. Don't get me wrong. It's them to try to get more money. And granted, you do that, man, I will buy it. I do not care. I'm that fan. Like, you give me that comic, I will buy it. I will read it. You give me that book, I will find out more about it. Um, in episode, not episode, I apologize, uh, season six. Clone Wars. No, was it season six? Season five. Darth Maul fighting Sidious. For those of you who don't watch the Clone Wars, or maybe who haven't seen it, this is kind of beyond spoiler territory at this point, because this is long gone. I think it's season five. Um, There's a scene where Darth Maul fights um, Palpatine, right? Palpatine kills his brother, Savage Opress, and Palpatine said, oh, I have more plans for you. I'm not going to kill you, but we don't know what those plans are. We never get to see them. Um, and a lot of people have theorized, like, hey, what happened to Darth Maul? Like, where'd he go? What happened to him? Um, and they made a whole comic arc about it called The Son of Dathomir, um, how we kind of uh, band it together and the Death Watch helped him out um, pretty much saved Darth Maul. Um, which is a little bit hinted at in the Clone Wars uh, season seven. But that's another thing I love about Star Wars, man, is they try to connect the puzzle pieces as much as they possibly can, because technically we never really needed a uh, backstory to Han Solo, but I'm really glad we did. I really liked the solo film. It was great to me, at least. Um, The prequels we technically never needed, but the fact that we did now expands our universal knowledge of, Uh, who Darth Vader is, how the Jedi came to be, how they all pretty much got wiped out. Um, And then some of the comics and books and games. I know they had a 2017 Darth Vader run, which was incredible, which kind of like brought us a little bit more new canon on things like kyber crystals, um, kyber crystal bleeding. I know the Clone Wars really introduced us to uh, inhibitor chips and the clones pretty much giving that ability to flip a switch and turn on their uh, Jedi at a moment's notice. Um, Things like that we technically didn't need, but I'm kind of glad we got because it really expanded our knowledge about what that is. Because, you know, back in the day when Order 626 happened, a lot of people were like, hey, this must have been in their mind the entire time. They knew they were going to betray him. They knew. They absolutely knew. Um, Which kind of took away from that, in my personal opinion, that sense of loyalty that clones had, because if you see in the Clone Wars show, the the loyalty these clones had to some of their Jedi was incredible. And not knowing, or the Jedi not knowing the clones were going to betray them one day, was kind of hard to think about, that the clones already knew they were going to betray the Jedi. And this is why I like some of the additions that... Um, we occasionally will get Star Wars because now that went out the window and they said, no, the clones never knew they were going to betray the Jedi. It was mind control. They had an inhibitor chip that literally you say order 66. That's it. Their mind's been flipped. 
they are now hunting the Jedi. It's uncontrollable. Um, I like that factor. So that way it, it makes that bond still more real and it still makes that connection between some of the characters that much more stronger. But like I said, man, back to the whole puzzle piece thing, there, there really isn't a franchise that really tries to put together everything, every little tiny piece. Games, movies, comics, book, universe, shows, it does not matter. It's all connected in some way, shape, or form, which I absolutely enjoy. And to me, man, even that small little detail, that small little thing that you might see in a comic or maybe even like watch a little YouTube video about that you might have missed really expands the entire universe. Not just that show, not just that arc, maybe not just that season or movie, but the entire universe, which is massive to me. Like the Kyber Crystal Bleeding, that took a brand new perspective on the entire universe, not just maybe... Uh, a new hope or what happens after episode three. Um, it's crazy. It really is crazy. Cause in the Vader, in the Vader comic, um, the 2017 one in the beginning, man, um, we see all the Jedi's lightsabers getting burned and melted down because they were viewed as um, terrorists in a way. And I was thinking, I wonder how the public felt after order 66. Like what was, what was that thing? But now that happened, it's crazy to think about. It really is crazy to think about um, the galaxy kind of moving in that direction and the whole uh, kyber crystal bleeding thing, getting the ability to have a kyber crystal. Um, and the reason why it turns red is because you, you pour your hate into it and you literally make the crystal in, in a sense bleed. And that's why it turns red, which I thought it was a very cool addition to the universe. Cause you know, um, a lot of people um, in the EU kind of preferred that whole, synthetic mentality whereas that kyber crystal used to only be read as a synthetic because it wasn't a real crystal i know to rusty maybe a lot of these things are completely over his head but for me like i said it just expands so much on the universe even that one little thing and that's truly what i love about star wars the most um and probably will always continue to be because it feels like we're always getting something new or something to learn in Star Wars every day. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it, it definitely keeps you wanting to come back for more. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely, for sure. And to me, man, um, I've done I've done pretty much all the games. I've not done all the books. I'm still looking at some. I've done some of the comics. Um, of course, some of the apps I have to. I've gotten uh, some of the collectibles as well. And to me, man, I just, I just don't see myself stopping. And nor do I necessarily want to. Because um, I feel like, man, once you're in in that Star Wars life, that universe, that literal mindset of star wars you just don't want to leave you just don't want to leave um because it's so vast and so massive um i know i talked about this a little bit yesterday for example right um there's always something new to explore in star wars like for example man um i got i got some of the black series yesterday and for those of you who don't know what the black series are these little highly detailed six inch figures that come in like special packaging 
they can probably buy it like Target, Walmart, etc. Um, I picked a couple yesterday. I thought they were super dope looking. Um, I display them under my TV now and I look at them I'm like, yo, these are super cool. And because of that, man, I'm just like, yo, I want more of these. I want to collect them. Um, I know I have some Star Wars pops too. Um, I have an Imperial Shock Trooper helmet. Um, I, of course, have a couple background images from my laptop as well as my phone. Um, of course, some of the Star Wars games I still play, like Battlefront 2. Uh, I own my own lightsaber that I built at Galaxy's Edge, which is probably one of my favorite things ever. Um, I know a lot of people say, hey, look, you can get better lightsabers and there's better quality ones out there. I'm like, yeah, that might be true. But at the same time, there's there's something nostalgic and there's something sentimental about literally building your own lightsaber, regardless of how good the LEDs are or whatever have you. So to me, I'm always going to collect Star Wars stuff. I'm always going to keep growing it because... You have that connection, man. I don't know. I don't know if you feel that same way about anything else, but for me, when you get that new piece of Star Wars merchandise, you like you instantly feel a connection and you instantly get excited about it. Cause I, I'm actually occasionally like Instagram scrolling, right? Um, and I found this company called Heroes and Villains. And no, no sponsorship, by the way, just heads up. Um, I found them on Instagram. I'm like, yo, they're their stuff is really dope. They they do like really cool Star Wars stuff like backpacks, shirts, um, jackets, hoodies, uh, windbreakers, etc. I'm like, yo, this is all super cool. And I don't think there's been another franchise for me when I saw like another, um, not even Marvel, man. Um, another piece of merchandise that got me like super excited once I saw it. Because when I saw that Imperial... Um, jacket that uh that windbreaker i was like yo i need this this is so dope yeah i mean that'd be pretty cool to be able to belong to a club like that yeah and and that's that's my thing man i know you're not like massive massive into star wars but at the same time that's what a huge star wars community is man i i own my own star wars discord i'm a part of a couple of other star wars discords too and getting that ability to really express your interests and likes and dislikes and pretty much just explore the fandom in new ways with new people it's great i know one of my great uh friends from high school is also into star wars so every time we pick up something new star wars related we always send pictures and we always go yo that's sick where'd you get that i need that etc like for example um i didn't realize this uh there's a new san diego comic-con 40th anniversary of the empire strikes back exclusive hot wheel x-wing coming out i know that was a mouthful um he he was like yo that's so sick i want that i need that um so man i don't i don't think there is another franchise out there when like a new piece of merchandise draws people like need to have it because dude i cannot tell you back to the black series a little bit right so since I recently got into the Black Series and really kind of got into that Black Series universe, um, I've seen some people go crazy over some of those figures. Um, for example, they're coming out with a brand new, uh, what is it, Camino Guard, right? And the Camino Guard was one of their most recent clone ones they've done in a while. When I saw that, 
some of the websites, man, the pre-orders are already out. They're gone. They're absolutely gone. Like people love these things. Um, for uh, Triple Force Friday, which is another holiday in a way for Star Wars shopping. Once again, I don't see another franchise doing something like that. Um, they brought out these carbonized figures, which are shiny versions of the things they already have, or maybe even first edition figures, and people just scoop those up immediately. Um, yeah, a lot of people do it for profit, and granted, yes, I would like to have some things in Star Wars that are profitable. I probably still do, but as a general consensus, these people, man, they buy these things just to either display them or continue growing that Star Wars collection. And that's one thing. Another thing that I really, really, really enjoy about this universe is the fact that people get so hyped over the littlest things. I mean, it really continue makes you want to continue as a fan. Um, I know there are people who occasionally kind of make the fandom a little bit toxic in terms of either you not liking a certain character or a certain movie or maybe liking something that they don't and they call you out on it. But I don't really consider those people's fans in a way because, I mean, granted, yes, we all have differences of opinions and we all like certain things like we don't like. For example, Rusty might love The Last Jedi and might love The Rise of Skywalker where hypothetically I don't and that's okay. But I know there are some people online or some people in the forums or whatever it might be. Well, you like The Last Jedi? Well, that sucks. You're not a Star Wars fan because of this. And I'm like, yo, you are the most toxic person. Well said. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you wanted me to input anything. There's not really much to say. Um, no, very true. I, I mean, I kind of get what you're you're saying. Um, it's it, it's kind of true in a lot of those kind of um, you know, like you were saying, like fan bases. There's some people like Marvel, like the one you were bringing up. That there are some people that are hardcore Marvel fans, and you know, if you don't like or you have any issue with one part of marvel then you're not a fan and it's like well no it's it's not bad to question this or that it's just kind of you know some people want to really get to the roots of everything and some people just accept it as face value um no for sure absolutely so what would you say i know you've watched all the films right um yeah i believe i have what would you say is your favorite Star Wars film to date? Um, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I feel like from the, the, the classics, my favorite one was probably, I think it was the, the last one. I think Jedi, right? Was the last yeah. movie. Um, I mean, one of my favorite characters growing up, I don't know how many people remember it, was the Ewoks, because they actually had an Ewok series that came out a little while later. Yeah, I remember that. The movie. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought it was so kind of funny, but also entertaining to, like, see these small creatures kind of just, you know, come up out of nowhere and have their own little language. It's also like the um, – what are those characters that love to um, – what is it? You normally see them like in the desert planets and they typically are like scavengers for tech. You know, they've got, like, Oh, it's always. Yeah. 
yeah like the, i think those guys are pretty pretty cool too it's just so interesting to see that and the real introduction to that i think in my mind was kind of return of the jedi when you saw the ewoks fighting back um and i mean more modern i think one of my favorite movies was i think it was episode two when dooku and yoda were fighting okay. um, I, I don't know i just i thought some of those scenes were were great because it shows the kind of the level of like yoda's skills i, I think for for me some of it was finally being able to see what all the hype was about because there was at least in the movies you know there was all this talk about yoda being great and yoda being super strong and he is the ultimate jedi master and then you never saw him portray any of his skills um, right and so to actually have that on screen i thought was like really kind of eye-opening and it, it kind of helps give you more of a perspective on like just how good he is because the originals he was a lot older and the newer ones he was much younger um you know, and it was just interesting to see the development of like, oh, yeah, back in the day, Yoda was pretty, pretty hardcore and he could definitely hold his own against even the best. Um, I think it was right. episode three that he fought Palpatine a little bit, right, in the Senate building. Yeah. And for me, I want to say uh, favorite, favorite films are definitely episode three for me. I love episode three because you get to still see all the Jedi in the prime. It was technically the last film Lucas done, so that still kind of holds that sentimental value in the last Star Wars film. Um, that was like super hype for me in theaters. I loved getting hyped for Episode Seven and seeing that. I liked Episode Seven too, um, but for me, getting to see that because um, I think I was in what is it? I think I might have been in middle school, I believe middle school maybe um when um episode three came out i can't remember when but i know i love seeing it and still to this day getting that whole sense of betrayal from anakin and because the clone wars now expanded so much of episode three um it's really it's visually a great movie story-wise a great movie and getting to see that betrayal of anakin was really invigorating for me and as weird as this might sound i love order 66 i love order 66 not in the sense of i love killing jedi but <laughs> just just that sense of the jedi were ever so powerful and mighty and they great they had these amazing relationships with the clones and they really fought against uh evil with them they were pretty much like the right hand man the entire time but only then flip of a switch they started to kill a jedi in this huge sense of like darkness um that's I, that's why man i i like order 66 so much is because you really get to see that sense of betrayal like hey why are the why are the clones turning on me where am i gonna go what am i gonna do that sense of suspense action it holds so much emotion that's why for me i love uh episode three too and i know they they did that a little bit in the clone wars in season seven some of the video games like Jedi Fallen Order, which is amazing. And you got to experience a little bit of Order 66 in there too. Um, that, that's why I love it. I also love Rogue One. Even though technically it didn't have any Jedi except toward the end with Vader. Um, even though he's not a Jedi, but still 
it was one of those darker and grittier Star Wars movies, which, to be honest, man, I don't think we got enough. And we still don't of that dark and gritty side of Star Wars. I know season seven of Clone Wars kind of um, touched upon that a little bit with Maul chopping off people's heads. Um, dude chopped off someone's arm. He paled someone with a door. Um, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. Um, but to get a whole film about that, I would, I would love that. I know, I know Star Wars sent it really in a way, a family friendly content. Um, they want to kind of still engage in that too. Um, that's why I wasn't, I guess you could say a massive fan of resistance. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't big on the story. It, it seemed too childish for me a little bit from time to time. I saw the last two episodes and I was like, I don't think, I don't think this is for me. Um, I really love Clone Wars. Like I said before, um, I liked Rebels, not like crazy over it, but I really enjoyed Rebels. Um, but like I said, man, when it comes down to Star Wars, I think there's someone for everyone. But I, like I said, though, I would really love to see that more gritty and dark version of Star Wars that we all know is out there. Um, like, for example, dude, in the comic, uh, the Vader comic, the 2017 one, Vader, he, he was just an absolute monster. Absolute monster there was a scene in one of the panels where um a whole bunch of rebels surrounded vader right and the rebels said you're surrounded give up and vader said all i see is a bunch of dead men he literally just ripped them apart so i want like that type of vader man i know we got a little bit of that in rogue one um but seeing seeing more of that great great I know we're going to get the High Republic soon, so I'm kind of curious then to see really about uh, how that's going to happen. What are we going to do? Are we going to see shows, movies, both? I know we're also getting the Bad Batch series coming up. Kind of excited about that, but we'll see. Excuse me, I'm like hiccuping. Um, what the future of Star Wars holds, man, I'm, I'm excited, and I hope I hope everything everything is good. I know when it came down to the sequels, a lot of people were super divided and I really divided some of the fan base and really brought out some of the toxicity in some of the uh, fans. Like, Oh, you think Ray's the best Jedi? I can't believe you. Oh, you like the last Jedi? And it was just a big thing. And I don't, I don't think that's what a fandom needs. And I think um, right now as Dave Filoni's making the Mandalorian and everything, I think he's doing a fantastic job and, really catering to every bit a star Wars fans. Um, and I know as dude season seven for me of the clone wars, like the last four episodes were literally perfect star Wars. You had that grittiness. You had the dark, you had the comedy, you had the emotional um, downturns. You had everything. So I would, I would love to see more, more of that kind of a star Wars in the future. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, for for me, I mean, it's it's just a little odd seeing it be so so dark and gritty because I mean I'm sure you can relate when when you first saw like the original stuff and a lot of the older stuff it wasn't nearly as dark I mean there was an ominous kind of feeling you got when Vader entered the room, um, 
but it, it wasn't nearly as intense versus like now I feel as though, um, you know, even in some of the, like the animated shows, like they'll show if somebody messes up, like they'll just kill them or throw them off a, a, a bridge or like kick them to their death. And the original Star Wars wasn't quite that. There were some scenes, but it wasn't quite as dark or merciless, if you will. Um, I mean, I, I understand they're trying to show you how intense and or important some of this is because it's kind of like, I mean, with some of them, they keep messing up and there doesn't seem to be a consequence. And it's kind of like, well, all right, so then what's your incentive to work harder? You know, it's kind of trying to make it a little bit more realistic. Um, but, you know, like five, six and seven, you didn't see a lot of that. It was just clones that were kind of being killed in firefights. And that was kind of it. Vader, I, I could be wrong, but I don't ever really recall Vader like decapitating a clone because they spoke back or he would do the force choke every once in a while. But I don't recall him ever like choking someone out because they did a crappy job. He would just kind of be like, screw it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in episode five, we see a little bit of that. Um, Vader pretty much choking um, an officer because he messed up for the last time. But as far as Vader killing stormtroopers, we really didn't see that as much. Um, but in, like, the Clone Wars season seven, uh, the first arc with the Bad Batch, um, my guy Anakin was just hunting down, I can't remember his name. I think his name was, like, Trench, Admiral Trench or something, the spider guy. Yeah, that's his name. Um, in in that scene, um, he found him. He pretty much cut off his arm after he tried to kill Anakin, and then Admiral Trench goes, "You're not gonna kill me. That's not the Jedi way." And Anakin literally said, "I have no such weaknesses." And as he stabbed him, like that, that was kind of like a dark thing. Like you wouldn't expect that to ever see in the films. Yeah. Like imagine imagine your favorite hero, man. Imagine Captain America, right? Like you love Captain America growing up. And you've read the comics, you've done it all. But then seeing Captain America like literally stab someone with a shield, you'd be shocked. You'd be like, that's not, what who? No, right. And 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 that's just kind of all I I completely agree that it's it's interesting to see them take a darker path. I just meant like when it first came out, it didn't seem to be nearly as dark as it is. That's not to say that there's not other sides of it, but it's definitely got right. What I what I think it is is feel free to disagree with me on this. Star Wars has been around for forty plus years now, which is a massive time for a franchise. I think the longest running franchise in history at this point. Um, once again, I could be wrong about that, but because of that, all the kids have now completely grown up to adults all the adults have gotten their kids into it who are also kind of growing up now with whether it be uh, the prequels or sequels or whatever. Cause if you look at what star Wars is, man, we have three generations of star Wars that really touched three generations of people, the original trilogy with the people who are old now, then we have us who kind of grew up with the prequels. And then you have now the kids who are growing up with episodes seven, eight, and nine. So to that point, I think they still want to maintain that sense of family friendly so that way the entire family can enjoy any movie, but they still also realize there's now kids growing up into adults or 
the adults are now kind of getting a lot older. So they want to cater to that a little bit more mature audience. So that way they can kind of still maintain that sense of relationship with star Wars. Cause you know, a lot of times when franchises move one direction or another, like, Oh, this is too kiddy or this is kind of getting out of hand. Like I'm not interested anymore. And I think star Wars really wants to maintain that sense of loyalty. Um, they originally had with a lot of their fans saying, Hey, look, we're going to give you Anakin stabbing another guy. We're going to give Darth Maul cutting off people's heads. I mean, in the Clone Wars show, like I mentioned before, man, he cut off a dude's arm and you just see the arm drop. You don't get to see the arm literally get cut off from his body. But, you know, I mean, my man was pulling him. He was pulling him and you heard the door cut on him and you just see the arm fall. And you also kind of see that in the Mandalorian, too, a little bit. And you hear it, but you don't see it. You hear it. Because I don't know if you remember the first episode when um, the bar fight happened. And I can't remember the species name, but the dude was running out the door and he literally grappled him, pulled him down um, on his back. And he tried to shoot the Mando, but then the Mando shot the door as it was closing on him. And you heard him and you kind of see his lower um, lower half collapse. Um, they kn- I think they know they need that in there to kind of keep people engaged. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just meant I just find it interesting to slowly see it progress to more of an adult part. I mean, they still have um like more childlike shows. I forget what it was called. There was one that they came out with um like about a year or two ago that takes place, I think, kind of shortly after Rebels, I think. You know, it's that one that was on one of the Disney shows. It was real kind of childlike. Um, I remember seeing like an episode of it and I, I kind of started to get into it. It's where, um, what is it? I can't remember the name of the series. I'm going to have to look it up now. I think it's resistance. Is it was, did, did one of the main characters was his name like Kaz? Yeah. Yep. That's resistance. Okay. And I mean, I mean it's that, interesting. That was- that was a more younger series. It was really interesting to see how, how that was playing off. I don't really know when that took place, though. Yeah, so that actually took place uh, a little bit after 7, um, a little bit before 8. So it's kind of in between. And speaking of, speaking of timelines, man, um, Galaxy's Edge... Um, did you know that's actually canonized? I did not. Yeah, so that that theme park um is actually in that Star Wars universe. It's it's past um past episode eight, like literally maybe like a couple couple weeks or months past episode eight. Um. So that's super cool. The fact that you then can go to that place and know that you're in that Star Wars universe. And technically, when you go there, man, you are a Star Wars character. You're in Star Wars. Damn. Yeah. And it, it's actually on the Disney timeline. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I love Galaxy's Edge, too. But, man, like I said, there's so much going on, and I know we can talk about the Star Wars timeline all day. So maybe, maybe we could do that next week. Maybe we could talk about um, the whole Star Wars timeline as a whole, um, what we like, what we don't like, what we 
um, really enjoy about Star Wars because I know we've been kind of talking about just rambling on about certain things in Star Wars. Um, but another thing I would love to do with this series too is eventually do like an episode by episode rewatch or a film uh, analysis with Rusty where we both watch the same movie and we kind of talk about that film or give our perspectives on the film and hopefully you enjoy it too. But as general consensus, I know Rusty's still kind of not necessarily getting into Star Wars, but really getting new knowledge either from me because of this, or I know he's really getting into some podcasts, um, really expanding his knowledge. And I would love to always hear his opinions and his um, what he's learned about this whole universe and really what he's gotten into with it too. And I think that's the whole point of the podcast in my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely, if anything, you know, I may never become a hardcore Star Wars fan, but it's it's definitely just kind of, you know, opening your eyes to, um, like, when you say, I'm almost positive they're probably going to come out with another collection of Star Wars, whether it be movies or TV shows, I'm not really sure, but I feel like they're not done when it comes to doing, um, you know, some more Star Wars in Hollywood. It'll definitely kind of give me a little bit more of a background when I see a character or recognize something in like one of the podcasts I was listening to. I know they were talking about the, what's it? Um, Mulan fruit or something like that. I don't know even how you say it. Um, and that it's been yeah. ongoing thing throughout a lot of that series in rebels. They, it's like what Mulan rune, or I don't even know how you say it. Um, and, and it's just kind of made it interesting that if I was to go back and watch the series again, I could see that that's kind of a thread that is traced back to kind of prior to the series like that. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that makes, that makes complete sense. Um, for me, that's, that's what I love about Star Wars, man. Like you'll listen to a podcast, you'll get a different perspective, something will happen. And because of that, you're just, completely taken back because i did not realize that i didn't realize that was a thing um so for that being said uh i just think it's amazing i really do and i love the fact that star wars can do that um really make it feel like a totally different film just because you found that one piece of information yeah um like for example something uh, for me, completely changed Last Jedi. And it's going to completely change Last Jedi for you, too. Um, at the same time, you probably don't know the huge lore and everything. And we can always talk about this later on, either off or on mic camera. Like, not camera, per se, but just mic. There is something in the EU that originally got transferred to canon now called Essence Transfer. It's where um, a super strong dark side ability where it's pretty much a ritual performed where is your essence as a Sith gets transferred into someone else so that way you can live through that person and you essentially become that person and that's how Palpatine survived and we can kind of get into that later on. But because of that in episode uh, six, Return of the Jedi, um, you know that scene where Darth Vader... um, blocked Luke's lightsaber after Luke almost tried to kill the Emperor and the mm-hmm. Emperor's like, strike me down and your journey toward the dark side shall be complete. Yeah. Um, because of that, man, he he actually apparently performed the ritual prior 
Um, and he wanted to take over Luke's body and pretty much be the new Emperor of the Galaxy through Luke. Um, and now we got confirmation that that was actually true because in the in the Jedi novel or Rise of yeah Rise of Skywalker novelization, um, it said that Palpatine made that same offer to Luke um, as he did to Ray because I know in Ray, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the film, um, Palpatine pretty much said to Ray, like, hey, strike me down your anchor, and uh, I will transfer my essence to you. Yeah. And that's what he wanted to do to Luke, and that was kind of confirmed in the Rise uh, Skywalker novelization. Because he said, um, I made that same offer to Luke. And now we kind of get confirmation that Vader stopped Luke from killing the Emperor because he didn't want that to happen to his son. Right. Which is crazy to think about because when I originally saw the film, I thought it was just Vader trying to stop Luke from killing the Emperor because, you know, Vader's still attached to the Emperor. Now we got that conflict earlier on, which changes the whole film. Like, hey, Vader just stopped his son from pretty much dying here. Like, that's that's big and massive. The fact that you have that one little piece of information flips the entire film. Yeah. I'll have to watch that. Again. I love it. Yeah, and I always love rewatching uh, the films and shows because you always get a new perspective and you always find things that you never found before. Um, for example, Rebels, right? I like the show. I think it was a great show. It's not one of my favorite shows, but I like it. Um, we actually get to see Chopper in there. We, we get to see Chopper. We also get to see the ghost a little bit. Not to mention... We also get to see um, Harrison Dula's name call over there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Love it, love it, love it. But yeah, man, I think I think this is a great stopping point for our podcast. Hopefully you all enjoyed our Star Wars ramble. Um, next week, we are going to be just talking about the overall Star Wars timeline. Um, and hopefully Rusty can put together a little bit more picturized version of what is what isn't canon what happened in between certain films etc but like i said man hopefully you all enjoyed and hopefully rusty you enjoyed coming with me on this podcast adventure and like i said to the audience this is going to be a weekly star wars podcast um we have yet to determine whether or not we are going to have this on a friday or monday or tuesday for me i like i like fridays i don't know about you rusty but i would love to continue this on a friday yeah, I mean, we we could definitely keep doing it on Fridays. We could try to do it, like, you know, a little bit earlier so um, it doesn't get in the way for anybody. I mean, for me, today it worked out great, <clears throat> and I'm not really quite sure what my work schedule is. I get it more week to week, so. Yeah. So let's let's do that, man. Um, let's coordinate and figure out the best time to uh... – to figure this out and uh, hopefully like i said guys you really enjoyed the star wars content if you did feel free to give us a follow on here or um soundcloud or wherever else you can find your podcasts um and we shall see you all in a galaxy far far away take care everyone